Oh, I already hit the button, so I hope you hit your button. Three, two, and up. Oh, I already did. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because this is just a backup, so do they really need all the pre-roll in the long run? Nah, not really, because it's just us fucking around for the most part, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's all the pre-roll is anyway. This is the beginning of time. It's been that way. I don't remember my intro, Gabe. <laughs> I forgot what I was doing for a second. What's going on, guys? <laughs> hey, there you go, Gabe. Second to the kids. There you go, Gabe. We're your hosts, Jacob and Jabril over here. Today we're recording in the kitchen. Forgive us if there's a slight echo. All right, let's get this show rolling. Jacob. Yes. How was your month? My month? Um, It's been good. Not too bad. I jumped ship. I'm not at Amazon anymore. I don't know if we discussed it on the last show. Probably not. Might have mentioned it. Yeah, I'm at, Amazon, I'm at FedEx now. Amazon can just suck my dick. <laughs> um, yeah, I got that going. Baby girl is trucking along. She's the size of a large cabbage. Good, good. At this point. Cabbage is good for your system. Yes, it is. Hey, you, with the nose. Enough. Um, so, for those of for those listeners that haven't been paying attention, Jacob now has the big three under his belt. UPS, obviously, being his home. Amazon, and now FedEx. So you, sir, are a box processing machine. Tell I mean, me, what is it like to be this awesome? Uh, well, you know, uh, it comes naturally to me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I will say I've uh, experienced different paths along the way when it comes to logistics and box, as you said, box processing, as you eloquently put. But yeah, man, it's cool. I mean, uh, FedEx is a little bit more relaxed in regards to uh, kind of the formal formalities of it all. Okay. But they are a little bit more numbers driven. I will say they are they take their numbers very seriously. While UPS, it's kind of more of like a guideline of where they want you to be. FedEx is like this is where you need to be, or else you're in trouble. Type of type of deal, you know what I mean? Okay. So uh, obviously no union, so that's that's a difference. But um, so far so good. I liked. I, I ran an area a couple of times so far. Um, the area that they're gonna have me run, I've ran that. It was pretty pretty good. And then on Friday they had me run the train wreck of an area, which had some of the worst package handlers I've ever seen in my life. Jesus. So, uh, there's some work to be done there, but I guess we'll find out and wait and see. Uh, like I said, I don't hold Amazon in any high regard, and I give them absolutely no credit for helping me accomplish anything I've accomplished because they can suck my dick. But, yeah, how about you, Gabe? How's your month been? My month, um, we came back from Toronto. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It felt like a sister city to Chicago. I know they say that all over. And Is it, isn't, isn't it actually? It, it is, though. It, it definitely feels like Chicago, but with better public transportation. Okay. So, um, the buses are clean. Uh, the subways are pretty nice. Right, so it's clean, but is it functional? Like, does it? Yes. Is there a lot of we trains running? We did not wait more than I want to say like ten minutes for a bus or a train at any point. Okay. Still not as good as London, but definitely still better than the CTA here. Really? Just because Maddie, you know, she'll have to wait sometimes like 20, 25 minutes for a fucking bus. Really? Or even like when we're coming back from shows, man. Like we had to wait for. I want to say it was like a blue line or a red line train, and it was like like a 25-minute wait, man. That's absurd. At what time of night? Like 10, 10 oh, p.m., 11 p.m. That's a little weird. That's, that's, that's yeah, a little right. odd. Yeah, that's a little so, odd. But I I do really appreciate that, and Chicago should take notes. We have we have the fucking money, you know? No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois is the most broke state in the union, but uh, it is what it is because people aren't doing the right things that they're supposed to be doing with the fucking money they get. So, yeah, oh, well, you heard politics. about this fucking uh, beverage tax that they're getting, like, for... Is it like a cent per like ounce of some, sugar? Something, something like that. Some shit like that. It's insane. Absurd. That's Not cool. getting into it because it just makes me want to move. Uh, it's um. I mean, they call it Kirk County for a reason. Man. Yeah, that's one hundred percent correct. My parents. Yeah. My my dad's gonna retire real fucking soon. Yeah. And um, 
I want to say that they want to move out to Indiana just because, yeah. well, one, it's close to my mom's work because, you know, she drives from here to South Holland. Where does your mom work again? She works at a meat packing factory. And she did the beef jerky thing, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, I know she had a box full of something, something like good. But I don't remember what I, you I gave said. you guys a box there, right? No, you never no. gave it to me. You said, oh, I'll, me next time. Yeah, I'm going to get you on that. She does uh, roast beef, too. That shit is oh. fucking good. Ooh. But yeah, man, it's just closer to work. Figured it's cheaper out there. Gas, cigarettes, liquor. The only downside is you can't buy liquor on a Sunday. So Stock up on Saturday. You're good. Yeah, but you got, you got to make sure you go before midnight. Oh, yeah. They're, they're real anal about that. Yeah. But whatever, man. Yeah, we were, we were considering it. Maybe not so much Indiana, but we're thinking like Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, in a couple of years, maybe um, moving still out. Still Midwest. Yeah, still close enough. Like, like maybe uh, keep it within three hours of Chicago, but still out. So we'll see. I don't know. Far enough so that you don't hear gunshots at night. Yeah, but still close enough so to we, where you can drive to see the Devil Wears product. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's that good medium. Yeah, you're understanding. That's good medium. You're understanding me, Gabe. You understand me, and right. most people don't. Now, I, I, I want to get this out of the way before we hop into our music discussion. And I'm sorry for all three of our listeners. I know you've heard this before, but I was listening to the Space EP on our way here, man. Uh-huh. If you don't count Celestial Mechanics, which is an instrumental interlude, uh-huh. that uh, that EP has no bad songs. Yeah, literally, no, I like at at a point in time, I was like, Moon God is the weakest, but Moon God is it's fucking, fucking good. Tits. It's really good. It's yeah. really good. <laughs> and, and I don't know, man. It's just. A lot of love, a lot of hard work put into that, mm-hmm. and you, it shows. Yep. You can usually pick out, like, the weakest or weaker songs off of any album. True. You know, but this one, granted, it is six a six-piece um, fucking EP. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, none of these are bad. They're all solid, like, seven-plus yep. songs. So. Yep. And before we get into music, because we obviously we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We have Warped Tour, The Death of Chester Bennington, which... Uh, I don't want to cry too badly about that one. But, uh, yeah, before we get deep, too deep into that, we're going to keep this video game related, video game centric for the moment. Um, there is a game that we've been playing since you and I last did a podcast, and it's called The Killing Floor, Killing Floor 2. Ah, yes. Gabe, how do you feel about this game? Because I've had, a, I've probably had more fun playing with you guys. Well, that sounds kind of weird. I had more fun <laughs> playing this game with you guys than we've had playing any other game. Outside of Smite, because Smite is a special, special thing. Okay, Killing Floor 2, for those of you who don't know, it's essentially a zombie hack and slash um, it's it's pretty fucking standard. Yeah. Um, the things that they do well, the zombies are genuinely creepy. Oh my god! Don't even the, start. <laughs> uh, the maps are pretty well designed. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're basic, so they're not like super deep and layered. Where you're like, oh well, if we go this way, we're gonna. Nah, it, it's essentially a quadrant, and you have yeah. either a circular map or a squarish map, mm-hmm. depending on which one you play. They're... And with and, you know, they have the crazy tiered one. Yeah, but that one. That was that's fun. That's yeah. great. Um. Yeah, zombie design, level design is great. Um, gameplay is fairly simple. Don't fucking die. <laughs> um, and the weapon system is really a breeze because uh-huh. they give you, for, the, for beginners out there, they'll give you an auto-upgrade option Yeah. from level to level, which is phenomenal. I, I still fucking use it up really? until I get to, you know, like like five or six. So is it standard every time you play? So is it this, you get the same upgrades every level or they do they yeah. kind of... Okay, cool. You could also go into your menus and set it Really? So it'll refill, obviously, all your ammos, this, that, this, and then whatever else you need from it. Very cool. Um, Killing Floor 2 is not a game I would pay for. No. Definitely not. But Definitely not not full price. Definitely not full price. If it was $10... $20, I'll pay. You'd pay $20. I wouldn't pay more than $10, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. Really? 
But um, it was free game of the month for June or July. June. June. It was June. And it was the best thing that could have fucking happened to that game for console. Because yeah. it's big on PC. Yeah. Um, for console, man, I honestly, God, I haven't even heard of the fucking game until we downloaded it. Mm-hmm. I was like, zombie hack and slash free? Yeah, sign, sign me, sign me up. up. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> um, it's six player online. Which is awesome. Which is ridiculous because I played the training solo and I was like, eh, okay, it's free. I can't be mad. Yeah. And then I played a couple offline matches and I was like, all right, whatever, this, this is all right. You know, I'm not going to uninstall it because obviously I'm waiting for the guys. Yeah. And then we played online and it was, holy shit, it's a completely different game. Yeah. Um, the zombies, the, the number of zombies grows with the number of players. Mm-hmm. So if you play a one player game on round, I don't know, two or three on a regular, like normal setting game, you're going to have like 30 ish. Mm hmm. But then when we were playing with three players, we were getting like 90. 70, yeah. 90. It was absurd, but it was it was a lot of fun. The game, like I said, game mechanics are really simple, and there's not much of a learning curve. You kind of pick it up, you shoot some fucking zombies, and once you learn what guns you work well with, it's pretty much don't die. Yeah, this is true. Uh, dog, Hadron's going to kill you, Serge. Whatever. Uh, but, um, yeah, you're correct on that. Uh, it's a lot of fun, man. Like, I, I, I saw, like, the, the first one getting played on PC. And, like you said, you know, kind of basic run-of-the-mill. Um, but, you know, you kind of get surprised. There is some depth there, definitely. Yeah. Uh, there is an upgrade system that's in place. which it, is it, It's real simple, <laughs> which I appreciate. Yeah. Because it's per five levels, you get one of two options. Yeah. And then they stack. Yeah. Which is, like... You know, initially when you're at like five, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, cool. I get a health bonus mm-hmm. or I get like a melee damage mm-hmm. bonus. But as you, you know, level up, it's yeah. like, oh, fuck, yeah, dude, I, gotta, I gotta think this out now. Yeah, definitely. And that, and um, it, it's different from Call of Duty Zombies in the sense that there is more than one way to play it. You know what I mean? There's the, the melee characters, there's the firebug character, there, you know what I mean? There's different yeah. ways to play it. Well, while Call of Duty Zombies, while it can be fun, there's still. You train them, you shoot them, you get headshots, and then yeah. you start the next round kind of a deal. And I know you're a big proponent of the Infinity Warfare zombies. Uh, and I had fun. We definitely had fun that one time that we played yeah. it. But um, in the end, it's all kind of the same. I know they try to throw in these new mechanics to kind of change it up a little bit. The, the, the beauty of Killing Floor is that it's a zombies game in its most basic form. Mm-hmm. And they don't throw... I don't want to say Easter eggs because they do throw Easter eggs, yeah. but you got to look for them. Yeah. They don't throw crazy shit at you. They don't throw. There's no puzzles and stuff it, like it's that. It's kind of hey, kill some fucking zombies. Listen to some fucking badass metal music. Yeah, man. It, it's it's Why really. You do it? It's a good game if you don't want to think. Yep. Because if you're playing Smite, man, you you gotta think. You gotta think even a little bit. Even if you're in the arena, you're you're thinking a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you gotta know what to build yeah. and stuff. Bro, we gotta get back into Smite, man. We what do. Fuck? We do. Soon, man. Yeah. You know that's fall season stuff yeah. for us. That's, that's true. But Killing Floor, if you can get it for under 20 bucks, get, go for it. Fucking go for it. Yeah. Make sure you got a group of friends or you're cool with fucking popping in a mic and playing online. Because uh-huh. that game, fucking tits. Yep, yeah, it's very, very good. Also, phenomenal soundtrack. And uh, that's a segue into my next topic piece which is a branch between the music conversation and this conversation doom soundtrack the new oh, doom phenomenal bro yeah it is so good yeah, <laughs> most definitely they there was a song i forget the name of the song they ran a uh chainsaw through a synthesizer and they came up with the noise and it's the most badass noise you'll ever hear it's so good it was just metal as fuck and, and like i heard good things about the new doom i just never got to it yeah and um 
I shouldn't really call it new. Well, last year. But, holy shit, it's fucking awesome. It'll come around, man. It's definitely going to go up on sale. Yeah, for like, sure. Uh, so That's one of those games where after like a month or two, you know, the price... Well, it's, it's been out for like a year. And, I, just, I just haven't got to it. Right. Yeah. But have you checked pricing on it yet? No, I haven't even checked. I, I, haven't I can it. promise you it's not the $60. It's probably like 20 bucks now, probably. I shit, I'll pick it up for 20 bucks. Yeah. I like Doom enough. I was thinking about it, too. Uh, dude, it looks fucking awesome. And um, the soundtrack is great. Holy fuck! I actually downloaded it on my phone. Yeah, that's how, that's where I am for jamming tunes. But um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good soundtrack, whether oh, it be yeah. a movie or a video game. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, moving on. Uh, before we get into the more serious conversation, uh, August Burns Red's new music video. They are popular. Oh, holy but, shit! That music video is awesome. Yeah. So it's uh the album's called Phantom Anthem. It's coming out October 6th, if I remember correctly. Yep. Uh, their new music video is Invisible Enemy, I believe is the name of the song, and. The, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. The music video is fucking awesome. It's slightly terrifying. Uh, but, it, like, when they were dropping it on Facebook, because they had, like, a countdown to when they were going to, like, gonna yeah. premiere it, they had the puppets in the music video, like, around the timer. That's and everybody's like, uh, what the fuck is this nonsense? And the, obviously the video ended up making sense of the whole entire thing. It's just great. That's cool, man. Uh, sound, the song... Definitely delivers an August Burns Red feel, but you definitely know that they're moving something. They're moving their music to something a lot more progressive. Yep, I'd agree with and that. And I feel this album is going to be different in the sense that it's going to be, I don't want to say breakthrough because they've had their breakthrough albums yeah. consistently. Yeah, over and over again. <laughs> but this one is going to give you a true perspective of what these musicians are capable of. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking excited mm-hmm. for it, man. I was never really big on August Burns Red. They had their bangers and I do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And fucking Recovery yeah. is a great album. Yeah. Probably one of the fucking highlights of that year. Yeah. But, you know, I was never like, holy shit, August Burns Red. Yeah. But this album kind of has me going, mm-hmm. holy shit, August yep. Burns Red. Yep. And uh, I've been a big proponent for them for a very long time. I, I love them. I've seen them a couple of times, and they're just, they just fucking melt face. And even Adriana, she's not big on the in the, the like the albums, but when like live, we've seen them live a couple of times. She's like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, "Yeah, I know." Yeah, <laughs> good showmanship goes along. They're way. fucking fantastic. Uh, so I'm excited. Uh, it's probably gonna be one of my bigger albums of the year. Uh, it's been kind of a slow year in regards to release for me, um, but with that said, you know, now every year is gonna be great. And um, moving on to another band that I I don't want to say discovered, but. Uh, they played the warp tour this year. We didn't see them um, because, it's like, you know, there's a bunch of things to do. And honestly, I'm getting old. I stayed underneath that monster thing, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Bad Omens. Yeah, ba- ba- hold, your description is fucking beautiful. Yeah, I listened to it and I could not unhear it, which is good <laughs> for them in a way, but also bad. Go, go ahead, just talk about my, my Bad Omens. Uh, the, the only reason, the reason why I looked them up, I've heard of them prior, but I didn't really. I, it's a name that you hear in passing. It's not something that you go out to look for me. I just never, you know, I never really dug that deeply into it. But, um, you know, after I saw the vocalist come out for Siler at Warp Tour, uh, I'm like, okay, who's this guy? Uh, I've seen him a couple of times. I think he came out twice for another band. There's another yeah. band that I saw that he came out on. I'm all right, let me check these guys out. Um, so I'm like, okay, I went home like probably the next day. I'm like, let me download this new album. So I downloaded it. Uh, and my description of it is, and my wife agreed with me too, because I told her the same exact thing that I told you. It is what Bring Me the Horizon should have sounded like after Step Return. It was the next yep. step. It's a that's a pretty accurate description. Yep. If you're a fan of old Bring Me the Horizon, well, I shouldn't say old because old is fucking grimy and disgusting. If you're a fan of Step Eternal, and I would even say there is a hell. Oh, yep. Uh, I would definitely check out Bad Omens. Yep. They're 
their album's really consistent all the way through. Yep. There's only a couple of songs that I'm like, eh, maybe not for me. Yeah. But still, though, in, you know, fucking an 11 or 12 length fucking album, mm-hmm. it's, it's phenomenal. It's yep. really good. It's really good. Um, it's got that, it's almost got like a symphonic, symphon- yeah, that's, a symphonic metal feel. That's very big for, for the whole, that old, that era that scene. of Bring Me the Horizon. And, uh, yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, there's melody there, so it's not Definitely. all rah rah screaming, la la la. There's melody there, and that's why I, that's how I the melody is how I kind of bridge that to the Bring Me the Horizon sound because um, the Set Maternal had a lot of melody, but there was still you know the aggressive side to it. Um, and this one I feel has more melody than Set Maternal did, but it wasn't a beat you over the head. Let me sing every fucking song. Ugh, that became. Uh, What's the name of that song? That fucking album? That's the spirit. That's the spirit. Yeah, which that's you know. So uh, they're very good. Check them out. I, I I don't even know if they're American. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to tell these days, <laughs> especially a Warped Tour. Man, yeah. you don't know who's what. It's really hard to tell or what's who. Yeah. So check them out. They're a lot of fun. That's moving on to the Warped Tour uh, conversation. Right before that, though, I know I told you to check out Northern Ghost. How do you feel oh. about the album? Um, it's good. It's very good. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, there's nothing I could say about them that I haven't said about any other band before. They just do a lot of things well. Yeah, you know, that's, that's for sure. They have a good melody. The music is, is good. The screaming's very good. Um, and overall, I think it's a good at first. I guess this is the first album, right? The the, the first real yeah. with a label release. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in this sense, it is their debut album, and I think it's a good first effort. It's definitely something that I'm gonna keep an eye out in the future. Yeah, uh, doesn't blow me away. There, like I said, there's nothing on it that really is like, oh my god, like the fucking greatest thing ever. Uh, but there is enough stuff there where I'm like, okay, to keep your interest. Yeah, I'm like, let me keep a note of these guys. There's definitely a couple standout songs on that album for me mm-hmm. that uh, I don't want to say make me want to break walls, but I'll put it on the workout playlist. Yeah, you know, you yeah. gotta have some variety in there for sure. Uh, I feel the album is. Kind of like Bad Omens, it's got a Bring Me the Horizon vibe. Yeah. Because they'll do a lot of like, hey, fuck you in your face, and then they'll do, do it with like a nice melodical kind of slow jam. Yep. And I, I fuck with that. I fuck with like melodic. I mean, 100th was one of my favorite bands, so you know I fuck with melodic. <laughs> but Northern Ghost Man, they caught me by surprise. It was like, hey, here's a single because Spotify's got your back. Mm. And then, you know, I waited for the album when it was out, and I was like, wow, this is. Good. Funny story about that, because uh, Gabe had mentioned them prior, um, <laughs> and um, they just had a whole bunch of singles. And I'm like a stickler when it comes to organization on my phone. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not gonna download six singles and have them have be under different, la 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 like, like different albums, different albums, and this just drives me nuts. And I told Gabe that day, he's like, Oh, you check it out. He's like, Their album's coming out soon, la la la, whatever he said. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I, I did. I'm like, but I just don't like, I want to keep everything organized. And literally that day, like their album dropped. Yeah. So that was the irony in all that whole entire situation. That album dropped that day we talked about it. You were like, yeah, I'm going to wait for the album. And I was like, the album? Huh, I wonder when that comes out. <laughs> and then today. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Sounds good to me. Fuck. Yeah, man. All right. Let's do the warp Tour. Um, Let's save your favorite set for last. I could probably guess yours. You could probably guess mine. Mm-hmm. Um. Warp Tour this year, we said it before, we'll say it again. Definitely a lot of smaller bands. Yep. And it gave you that true Warp Tour feel where, I mean, aside from maybe Beartooth, there was no band that was like bigger per se. I can hear that. Yeah. Um, yep. You spent almost your entire day at North and South. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. The Mutant Stages. Uh huh. Uh, well, okay. Well, we'll start off with how I start off every Warp Tour, I feel like, for the last fucking 15 years of my life. Uh, Silverstein. Okay, <laughs> L- literally, I feel like I've seen Silverstein 
not accidentally. Even, accidentally, probably about fifty times in my life. And that's not to say that they're bad. They're very solid. They've they're always a solid band, and they're always good live. And I told this to Adriana, I'm like, they're like a good B plus band. They're not a band that's gonna blow you away every album, but they are a band. You're like, they're a band you put on before the headline. Exactly. You're like, cool. And like I said, I haven't just seen them at Warped Tour. I've seen them play millions of like small <laughs> tours with all the bands that I love a million times over and over and over again, and they never disappoint. I like Silverstein. That's good, man. That's consistency at its finest. Yep. And I downloaded the new album immediately after, and you know what? You like it. It's fucking solid. It's because that's what Silverstein does. They're fucking solid all the way through. That's the beauty of the Warp Tour. Yeah. Because, yes, well, in this case, Jacob knew them, and I knew the band that I got into, but it's kind of like you don't know until you see them live. <laughs> yep. I'd agree with that. I, um, you, you're going to fucking hate me for this, but the Acacia Strain. I was never big on them because they were kind of like grindy, grindy. And grindy. Um, I was never really about that grind. Like, cool, do you? But you know, I like the the kind of upbeat, faster yeah. shit. But I don't know, man. Something after seeing them live, just something in my system was like Acacia Strain. Why, why would I hate them? I like I like Acacia Strain. No, I, I was gonna say you you might hate the fact oh, that okay. I had a change of heart. Oh, okay. To I mean, be fair though, aside from Beast, I've only ever heard a couple of singles from them. Mm -hmm. You know, but seeing them live, I was like, man, this is actually pretty fucking solid. And I'm going to put in some effort into, you know, looking them up, listening to the albums. And I do like it. Yep. It's a bit out of my, I don't want to say comfort zone, but it's a bit out of the norm. But I fuck with it. Yep. I fuck with it heavy. Case of Strain, definitely up there. Yep. Very true. Uh, who else did I see? Uh, I had a blank. I drew like a media blank who the second band I saw was that day. And I remember it was Stick to Your Guns, and they were very, Yo, fucking great. They were very, very good. I've seen them a couple of times, and they're always solid. Again, a situation where they're not my favorite band in the world, but I don't dislike them. I still stand by my point that all their songs sound the same. Yep, I hear um, that. Great live though, phenomenal. Yeah, live. a lot of energy there, and uh, you know I'm a fan. The dude, I, I pictured them very differently in my mind because I've right. never seen them live before. Mm -hmm. And the dude looks like he's straight out of California. And okay. And he's got that like punk skater vibe, and I fuck with it. Are they from California? I, I don't know if they are, but he looks like the, the vocalist looks like he is. I wonder. Now I wonder. Keep keep the conversation going, Gabe. Um, stick to your guns, man. Um, I like them. Would I go pay to see them? Eh, maybe if they opened up for somebody else. I mean. Yeah, they're they're um, one of those bands. They're definitely. solid though. If you fuck with them, man, good for you. They got good energy, great live. I'm happy they were at Warp Tour because I missed them last year. They were playing on my birthday with a couple of other bands I liked. I do remember that. Okay. And uh, we couldn't go because of some unforeseen yeah. circumstances. That's what I thought it was. Okay. And you know what, man? Warp Tour is about that. It's about bringing these people that you wouldn't see, that you wouldn't pay to see in a one venue that you would pay to see. Yeah. You know? By the way, Orange County, California. So oh, I was right. <laughs> All right. Let me my dogs out real quick. Keep it going. Sorry. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, so stick to your guns. Check them out if you haven't. Um, her name is Amber, a fucking banger. Yeah, Amber. Yep. Yeah, Amber. Uh, I, I remember specifically they were like doing an intro to that song, and he was saying like, "What's her name?" And then I get a text on my phone, and I look down, and it's Jacob. He's like, "Her name, her name is Amber." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, great." <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so yeah, stick to your guns, solid. And now, like, I'm not gonna recap every band that I saw because honestly, I don't remember. I'm getting old. Yeah. But um. Prior to going entering the venue, I told Gabe this because they started really late in comparison. It was like twelve thirty yeah. doors, man. Which is weird because I always recall it being like eleven, eleven thirty doors. We got it, bro. Eleven thirty. We were inside the venue, and I think I was at the Journey's right foot as 
they as the story so far was playing. Okay. So, so yeah, definitely an hour later this year. Which I wonder why. Maybe because they don't have as many bands. And I, I follow Hundredth on Twitter, and they're playing at eleven twenty five a.m. today. So it was just so us. doors must have been at like eleven fifteen for wherever the fuck they're at today. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I don't. I don't know. That's a little weird. Cause it it kind of sucks, too, because a lot of the... I don't want to say a lot. Two of the bands I wanted to see were playing at, like, 7.38. And by the time, like, 6.40 rolled around, I was KO. I was yeah, done. I didn't want to stay. Yeah. Um, but as I was entering the venue, uh, I was going through, like, my greatest hits, almost, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, like a montage? Yeah, in my head. Warped Tours? Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, this is probably my last one for a couple years. Um and yeah, man, like it was a good, I think it was a solid way to, to end my little run. I, we had a lot of fun. Um, as far as bands that kind of blew me away, uh, Knock Loose, they were they were up there. Yeah. Though I, I, you said it and I agree, is that there was something off about the sound. Some, their fucking sound guy, he fucked up the mic and you could tell that the guy from Knock Loose was like, he was straining to make himself heard. Yeah. And, you know, the instrumentals are fine. Yeah. I just couldn't fucking hear the vocals. The vocals. And, like, when Dead Ringer comes on, you want to hear the, oh, oh, you know, you want to hear that bark. Yeah. So, I I don't know. That was was a little off. There was definitely not as loud as it needed to be. I don't know if that's a limitation of the stage because it is the smallest stage um, there that day, but... You know what? It might have been a fucking, like, an ear trick because it is right behind the mutant stages. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. It was laid out weird this year. Uh, all I felt like all the stages were on the same side of the venue. Well, okay, so for those of you who go to the uh, Warp Tour in Tinley Park, uh, they usually have the Skull Candy set in the actual auditorium, the Tweeter Center. No. Yeah, they have the, the left the, and the right. No, the Skull Candy normally is where it was, but instead of facing towards the gate, it faces towards the monster stages. That's the what it was because Skull Candy was a stage. Long motherfucking time ago. Well, the uh, they had the actual auditorium closed this year. Yeah, for whatever reason. And usually they put two stages on. And it. it felt compressed as opposed to last year. But somebody brought it up. There was like no traffic. That was me. Yeah. That Odd, was, oddly was enough, maybe that was just the flow of it. Yeah. Because it, 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 you fucking traveled in a circular path. Yeah. There's no doubt to that. Yeah. And maybe just the flow of traffic was better, or people fucking got their shit together. But, I don't know, man. They closed that off. It was kind of weird. Yeah. felt smaller, definitely. Was it bad? No. No. I wouldn't mind it if they do it again next yeah, year. Yeah, because the flow of traffic was very different. Because normally, like, you're fucking fight Like, all the years I've gone, you're fucking... Like, especially when you get to that Skull Candy stage area, you're fighting to get through. Because yeah. there's people everywhere. They don't know where the fuck they're going. And like you said, that could be people It's just, always the young kids, yeah, too. They're like, uh, Because that was where all the pop punk fans played last yeah, year. that's true. I don't know. Maybe they had, I don't know, maybe another show going on later that night. Uh, you know how the Twitter Center is, man. They'll book fucking two, <laughs> two big things in one night. I don't know. So, but yeah. Um, as far as bands that kind of stole the show for me, uh, outside of Knock Loose, uh, I love Siler. Um, yeah. They, they, yeah. They just hit. They hit me in all the right places because of the news that we had early, later on uh, or earlier that 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 week. Um, they came out to crawling, which I cried like a bit. I had my chicken nuggets in my hand because, by the way, after you left me, I got more food because <laughs> I'm a fat piece of shit. Uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, oh, Siler's gonna play. Let me get my fucking chicken nuggets and fries, and let me um, go over to the to go see Siler. I was gonna go jam for a little bit. Had my chicken nuggets in my fingers, in my hands. So I went over there, stood there, and then fucking they start playing the the sample for crawling. I'm like, <laughs> got really emotional. Uh, I told Adriana, she's like, stop crying. I'm like, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> 
But yeah, they they they're they're really good, man. I just can't. They hit me in all the right places. There's nostalgia there, but there's also something different. Uh, and the hype guy. Yeah, I don't fucking get that, dude. Like, why? I mean, I get it. they want to like kind of push that they're like kind of a hip hop group or whatever. Uh, but like, why? I don't know. It was weird. No idea. And the guy was throwing up like gang signs, and he probably didn't even know it. And it's like you shouldn't do that because you might get shot. Yeah, you're like. 40 minutes outside of the city. <laughs> yeah, so... so uh, you never know who's who's at work for this year. Yeah, so... What, uh, what Chino's in the crowd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, there's that. Um, Silent Planet, I love them. Uh, just because, from a musical standpoint, they're so good. Doesn't translate as well live, though, I will say. Maybe because of the setting. See, oh. Silent Planet, Caspian, Being As Notion, all of those shows need to be inside where they could fuck with the lights mm-hmm. because I saw Being As Notion with Open for Amity yeah. last year. Holy shit, they made me feel like how Caspian made me feel, just fucking overwhelmed and really like at peace. Yeah. At Warped Tour, not so much. Yeah. But that's part of the effect, man. I promise you that if we catch Silent Planet at like the bottom lounge. Holy shit. Yeah. Or I don't I don't think they do Bee Kitchen. They're kinda of big for the Bee mm-hmm. Kitchen, but bottom lounge it's going to be a different fucking show. 100%. I agree. Yeah. Because you, you were watching them, and I guess I like being as an ocean. I think they're a really good band. It's just like, it didn't... And I was talking to Maddie, I'm like, it just didn't... Translate well, man. Yeah, it just Some, didn't. You got to leave the the open space venues for big bands. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm glad they came out to Warp Tour, because I do fuck with being as an ocean on Silent Planet. But, you know, maybe... Well, they did throw in a, a show at The Wire, being as an ocean. Yeah. So, that was probably a good show. Probably, yeah. I'd probably agree. Couldn't tell you didn't go. Because <laughs> I have trust issues with 100th now. Yeah, yeah. They're, um... Oh, yeah, tell them the, your little story about how you were... Okay, so, uh, my, my whole thing for Warp Tour this year was to just get fucking my records signed. And that was kind of, like, my goal. And, um, so I brought Trophy Eyes' first album. Mm-hmm. I brought Beartooth's first album. Okay. I brought 100th's Let It Go. Let Go. Yeah. And Resist, Revol- Resist Revolt. And that particular record, I have a limited copy that's literally 100 pieces. There's only 99 outside of my own. Uh, really? Yeah. And um, so Trophy Eyes didn't have anything special for their signing. They're just, hey, show up. But 100th was kind of like, oh, you need a wristband, mm-hmm. right? And you could only get one wristband for one band. And it was like Beartooth or 100th. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to see Beartooth again. They're, they fucking never stop touring. Uh-huh. I get the hundredth one, right? And I wait, and then three o'clock comes around, which is the time of both Trophy Eyes hundredth signing. I don't see the guys from hundredth anywhere, so I'm like, all right, I'll get my shit signed by Trophy Eyes, take a couple pictures, thank them, you know, go to the hundredth one. By the way, Trophy Eyes, those guys are fucking nice as fuck, super cool guys, Australian as fuck, yeah, super thick say. accent, totally cool guys to hang out with though. Okay. And then you know, I go back to the hundredth fucking the Ernie Ball tent. And, you know, the name's erased, and I'm like, fuck, did I miss them? And I asked the guy, I'm like, hey, you know, are they still coming out? They're like, no, they canceled. Hmm. So, you know, add insult to injury. Yeah. Fuck me, I guess, right? <laughs> but whatever, man, I'm, um, I've decided, I, I still like them. I, I like the older stuff. Maybe the new album will grow on me. Maybe, maybe, big maybe. Who knows? Maybe I'll get softer as time progresses, but I'm not going to go out of my way for them anymore. Meaning that if they're playing, good for you. If you're not with like at least two other bands that I like, I'm not coming out. True. And, um, um, yeah, man. <laughs> so they got they got demoted from top five to like top twenty, maybe. I'll, I'll give them that. I'll yeah. give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. 
Because, uh, <laughs> fun fact, me and Adriana were driving around in uh, the vehicle, our car the other day. We were on our way to Pop Bellies. And um, the new hundred, I put hundredth on, the old one from, uh, well, I shouldn't really call it because it's not old. But uh, it was uh, Break Free. And uh, the banger. baby fucking started kicking and getting, getting into it. That's good though, man. And then I put on fucking the new hundreds because I'm trying to listen to it. And the baby stopped. <laughs> baby was not into the new hundred. I will give it though that live because I caught I don't know like ten minutes of their set as we were like leaving. Chadwick did scream live as opposed to nothing but clean vocals through like a ribbon mic on the album. Yeah, I was about to say so kind of hard to call it clean. <laughs> so so maybe maybe you know he still kind of wants to do old hundred stuff, but who knows. He did scream live. I will say that it wasn't super fucking crazy like Weather Town, but it was dirty-ish vocals. All right, I guess we'll give them the benefit of the doubt in that regard. But uh, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not gonna go out of my way to see them. Yeah, man, you, you gotta be around with somebody like uh, they never tour with Under Oath, but you know, in the slight chance that it's like a seven-band set list <laughs> and hundreds like you know number two. <laughs> <laughs> True, but yeah. Um, Overall, Warped Tour was fun. It was, an, it was just another year. It was a really good one. So your favorite band was Siler. Siler. Okay. This year, right? Siler or uh, Fit for a King? Dude, Fit for a King I is figured, mine. I figured that's where you were going. And, okay, so Fit for a King, I, we saw them with Beartooth Every Time I Die mm-hmm. at the House of Blues. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. Oh, yeah. uh, bought the record at the show. Got it signed at the show. Took pictures at the show. <laughs> Fucking great. And I totally forgot they were coming out for Warp this year. Yeah. And then when I saw them on the blow-up, I was like, yes. <laughs> and um, man, you saw what they fucking did out there. It was fucking wild. Yeah. They had a whole circle pit going around like the entire mutant setup, north and south. Mm-hmm. That was fun, man. That yeah. was like, yeah, dude, they're they're great live. I fucking love solid, them. very very good. Uh, there's a lot of musicianship there for just four guys, so I, it, I appreciate that. Especially that guitarist, man. Bobby Lynch is phenomenal. Yeah, he's really good. He does a lot of work because mm-hmm. he does backup vocals as well. Yep, yes, he does. Um, yeah, they were really good. Uh, they're just a really good band. It's hard to, to you know to say anything other than that. They proved themselves multiple times. I've seen them twice. Probably one of the better bands in the core scene now. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, this new album, well, newish, um, Death Grip, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah, uh, give it a listen if you haven't already. It's really fucking heavy, and it really goes to show what the upper limits of their musicianship is looking like. Yep. And it's, it's fucking tits, man. Very, very good. Oh, Definitely. also as a side note, um, fucking Ryan Kirby is like Jacob's height. <laughs> but on stage, when you see him, you're like, damn, holy shit. For you know, like on a pedestal. And then I, I was, you know, next, like toe to toe with this guy at the, the Bear Tooth show when he was signing my fucking album. And he's like, like five, seven, maybe. <laughs> Jacob, how tall are you? Five six on a good day. Yeah, yeah, he's like five seven. Yeah, super cool guy though, man. They're a um, good group to hang out with. If you ever get a chance, definitely meet them. You won't be disappointed. They fucking. I feel like they're one of the bands that genuinely like to hang out with their fans. Yeah. I know everybody says, "Oh, come hang out with us. We love to talk to you guys." But, yeah. But you know, man, sometimes you get the short end of the stick. True. They're cool guys. Yep. For sure. Very very true. Um. Uh, what else? What else? Yeah, I think that pretty much covers the Warp Tour. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. You got anything else from the Warp Tour to add? Um, so Silverstein and Beartooth did their weird Silvertooth Silver collab. Um, the stop after ours, yeah. which is in Minnesota, I believe. Yep. And I saw videos and they did, they did Blitzkrieg Bot. They did a cover of that, which is... It, How come we couldn't get that shit here, man? <laughs> I, 
See, now, now here's my question to Kevin Lineman and Beartooth Silverstein. Did they do one combined set? Or did I they both so. do separate sets? I believe, and then the combined one. I believe prior years they were, because it was combined set, they gave them like an hour or like 45 minutes-ish, and they kind of just alternated off on and off. You know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that you had that kind of camaraderie, especially in the metal scene, because coming from like the outside, you think, oh, dude, all these guys do is beat the shit out of each other. But like, no, man, if you're in a pit, you pick somebody up. Yeah. And it's cool to see that these bands kind of like, they, obviously they got to be good friends to be doing a fucking, it's not even like a feature, it's a whole new set. band. It's a set, yeah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. Good yeah. for them, man. Good for uh, Caleb. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish they would have done it at our set, because I think they, years prior, last year I think they did it, because they, they, both of them are on fucking Two years ago. Two years they do 15. it. I feel like they fucking do Warped Tour every year, both of them. Um, but, um, yeah, man, like, oh, that, that'd oh, be fun. Oh, we forgot one key factor about Warped Tour this year. God. It was indeed confirmed that Ghost Key was in the fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is... Ghost Key is not a bad band. We're not saying that. They're actually kind of good. Yeah. But the joke is that every time we've fucking seen Beartooth, Ghost Key was there. Yeah. With the exception of one that we cannot confirm because we relate to the Beartooth set. <laughs> but I shit you not, I, I, me and Maddie have seen Beartooth now four or five times. Mm-hmm. Every fucking single time. Ghost Key in the house. <laughs> she called it too, man. Yeah. We saw him walk in and I'm like, ah, in. fuck. <laughs> but it, it's just become a fucking meme. Yeah, it's definitely a meme upon itself. It's a if, meme that three people get. If you're in a Chicago Beartooth show, just know that Ghost Key will be in the fucking 98% house. 98% chance of being in the house. <laughs> for sure, yeah, definitely. Confirmation Ghost Key in the house. Alright, I know you're itching for it. Movies. Alright, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. So, uh, I believe I talked about Wonder Woman on the last show. Good movie. Best basic summary of that. Okay, Great. real quick. Um, I, I know you're fucking itching for this Planet of the Apes. Give, give me just fucking 20 seconds. The issue why I didn't see Wonder Woman, I do want to, but this genre is so fucking saturated at this point, and you really gotta kind of, with superhero movies at least, I feel like I'll wait till it comes out. Mm-hmm. And there was a point in time, two, three years ago, where it was, dude, we get a Marvel movie, we get two Marvel movies this year, we gotta fucking plan this shit weeks ahead, and you know, it was kind of like, we're seeing both, but at this stage in our lives, I'm sure you feel the same way, you're like... I can wait six months. Yeah, definitely. I'll fucking catch it on Netflix. I'll catch it on DVD. Yeah. Whatever it may be. Ant-Man was like the first one for me where I was kind of like... Me too, man. I still haven't seen Ant-Man. Really? Yeah. Holy um, shit. But but here's my thing. Everybody says it's a great movie. I have no doubt of that. It's just I feel no rush to see it because I still have a list of superhero movies to catch up on. And plus you you kind of already got a snippet of him in Civil War, so it was kind of... You kind of got that vibe from him. Yeah, man, that's just my my two cents, man. Like, we're getting so many superhero movies uh-huh. to the point where I'm only going to see the X-Men movies because I'm a fucking diehard X-Men guy. Uh-huh. Uh, you know this. And maybe the kind of oddball in-between ones. Mm-hmm. Obviously Deadpool. Yeah. And then, you know, the Thanos movie. Yeah. But other than that, man, I feel no compulsive need to kind of be like, oh my god, Marvel movie. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. Uh, but it's funny that you say that because... Did you see Batman vs. Superman in theaters? I did not. Did you see... I know it was shite. I saw Suicide Squad. It was okay. Uh, out of all of them... Wonder Woman was the one. Wonder Woman was the one you should have seen. Yeah. I know. So, uh, very, very good. But yeah, yeah like I said... Nothing I, but good reviews, but... Yeah. I definitely talked about that in the last I, episode. I might as well just wait another six weeks and it'll come out on Blu-ray. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely right about that. But, 
Uh, speak of, you, you haven't seen Spider-Man either, have you? See, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I fuck with Spider-Man heavy. I like Spider-Man a lot. Mm-hmm. And what what is this set about somebody who knows... I probably know most Spider-Man lore out of like you know most of the Marvel Universe with the exclusion of X-Men. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen Homecoming, Homecoming yet. What What is this going to say? You know... Maybe I'm not a diehard fan. I would definitely not get a Spider-Man tattoo. Actually, I might want a Green Goblin tattoo. But I haven't seen Homecoming. This yeah. is this is a point that I'm trying to prove. Okay. I'm not even trying. I just fucking <laughs> I feel no need for it. With that said, uh, I did see Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, yeah. Best Spider-Man to date? Arguably? Uh, I I did I can't say that really fairly because I didn't see the Andrew Garfield ones because I didn't want because I'm just wasn't interested. I think those are out of the competition. Yeah, other uh, than Spider Man too. That yeah that that's the big one. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. That's, um, okay, it's up there. Look look past your nostalgia. Well, clear not, your mind. It's not so much look through the force. My well, my thing is like <laughs> Doc Ock is like one of my favorite Spider Man villains, so it's kind of yeah. yeah. But yeah. I would say that I liked it better than Spider-Man 2, and here's why. Because Tobey Maguire was a 37-year-old man when he made uh, the, you know, his, his Spider-Man movies, and that is an exaggeration, but he was an older guy. He wasn't like a 15-year-old dude. Yeah. And this Spider-Man, while this guy is 21, he looks like a fucking 15-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he played it off really well. It's, it's kind of that duality, the Peter Parker versus Spider-Man thing. That I feel like a lot of the other Spider-Mans kind of lack. They didn't really show what it was like to kind of be both. You know what I mean? While uh, the Tobey Maguire once he did have a struggle, so to speak, in balancing that. This like this kid, you could definitely feel like he wants to be Spider-Man and he wants to be Peter Parker, and he doesn't know which one to be. He doesn't know which one to dedicate time to. He wants to impress Tony Stark, that type of thing. And I like it. But he also is a high school kid. He's a high school kid. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the eternal struggle. Do I go home and play video games? Exactly. Or do I fucking talk to girls? Exactly. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, they have that going on. And uh, Michael Keaton fucking blew my mind. How good. Um, so going. I've been hearing that Michael Keaton as the Vulture is probably the best Marvel villain we've had today. Can I would confirm. Yes, I would agree with that. He's one of the more memorable ones we've had. Because there's been some ones that, like, I don't even remember the villain from Thor 2. I don't even remember him. Don't even remember his name. I know he was uh, a dark elf. Yeah, don't look at me. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, the Mandarin, who cares? It wasn't good. It wasn't well executed. I fucking hate Mandarins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the fruit, not the yeah. people. <laughs> uh, what's the other guy? Is he up there with Loki? Yes. He was probably, he'd probably be the best one since Loki, I'd imagine. Cool. Cool. So, uh, yeah, it was very well done. It was a good movie. It had some good action scenes. Like I said, there's uh, that duality there, which I enjoy. Aunt May is ridiculously hot. They even uglied her up, and she was still hot. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, it was very good. I'd recommend it. Definitely check it out. Moving on to the next movie that I saw the next week. And uh, this movie, I feel, should be Oscar nominated for something. I don't give a fuck what. You don't even know the nominations, but well, fuck it, put it up there. Uh Andy Serkis should be best actor because he did the animation for Caesar and Caesar this is the most human like they could possibly make a monkey those monkeys look those apes look I have it literally blew my mind I, I looked over to Adriana probably four to five times in this movie I'm like oh my god they look so fucking good were you like a, like a 12 year old 
Yeah, I like. Oh, oh my god! I'm yeah. like, I'm like, oh my god! It looks so fucking good. And they gave cool, cool. these animals, quote unquote, so much. There's so much storyline there, dude. And I don't know if you're gonna see it. And I don't want to spoil nothing for nobody. You know what? I'm gonna pick up the box set. Yeah. <laughs> there's it, there's that's that story arc uh, from beginning to end with Caesar. And this is the darkest of the three. Of the three. Um, and he's literally the monkey Moses, the ape Moses, uh, in this movie. And you understand why his people put so much trust in him. And at the same time, he is not a perfect character. And this movie explains why he's not perfect. And, um, you really hate humans. (laughs) So, um, my question to you, I haven't seen any of the three. Because I figured I'll just fucking buy the box set. Yeah. Um, is this a conclusion to the at least this remake? There's a story to be told. But now is that story gonna be a spin-off or is it gonna be a fourth movie? Probably a spin-off. I okay, think, uh, so at least with the main films, the, you would say that we're done. Yes, as far as, as, as there doesn't need to be a sequel. There's like I said, there is story to be told. But these guys, these guys who are making this film, obviously have a love for this, and I know it's gonna. I know it did well in its opening weekend. I know the the, the studio is gonna want to make another one. I know. But as far as this story arc with Caesar, from innocent, you know, innocent animal, which he was in the first one, to revolutionary leader, which is what he became in the second one, to like I said, literally the ape Moses, what he became in the third one, uh, his story. Comes, comes okay. to an end. Cool. So this arc of yeah. the Planet of the Apes universe comes to an end. Like I said, there is a story to be told after this, and it's definitely going to be intriguing where they go. If they decide to move forward, do they have to? Absolutely not. Could they cut it off right here and have it lead into the 1970 or whatever, 1969 uh, original film? Yeah. There's some you know, some uh, ends that could be tied up a little bit cleaner. But... That's what deleted scenes and bonus features are for. Exactly. And, um, dude, it's just Andy Serkis did such a fantastic job with the facial animations. I just, I, it blew me away cool, cool. so many times over, and it made me cry. It was really emotional. And again, a movie about apes. Yeah. Uh, it's very ape centric, too. Uh, there was some human, there was maybe 25% humans in this, in this film. And like 60% of the ape interaction was sign language. So they weren't even talking, most of them film. They, you know, they did, they can, but they, that's how they were comfortable. They were signing toward each other. And they were able to keep me completely invested into the story reading text at the bottom of the screen. Which, for me, is something that I... I it's a pet peeve of mine. I saw uh, Hero with Quentin Tarantino's... He produced it or whatever. And it was a Jet Li movie. And he was... I had to read the whole entire fucking thing. It completely lost me halfway through because I wasn't interested. This movie was able to keep my attention all the way through. Beautiful. 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 Um, we are planning to see... If not tonight, the next weekend, uh, Atomic Blonde. So we saw the preview for that. Kind of piqued our interest. A sucker for a good uh, female lead. Mm-hmm. Um, Hashtag doesn't see Wonder Woman. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, man, that's good stuff. I heard Baby Driver was really good. Yes, I heard that has a phenomenal soundtrack. Yeah, so that's also on the shit list. However, that's one of those I might just wait for. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, it's like a two-sided coin. Eh, I'll, I'll stop it right there because my dad had it on the, pulled it up on the fire stick and he was, was watching it right and this is it. I hadn't seen it yet he pulled it up he was watching it he's like I should probably see this in theaters 
So you stop watching and you want to go see it. Because yeah. the soundtrack, the way, the sounds are really important. And my mom saw it. My, my sister saw it. They said it was really good. So maybe you might want to, maybe it doesn't have to be, like don't go see it on a, on a Sunday night for instance. Like go at fucking 2 o'clock in the morning. Not 2 o'clock in the morning. Like noon on a Tuesday. Get, get that matinee price and check it out. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I, def- I definitely recommend it on, on that regard because like my said my dad's like I should probably see this in theaters because of the soundtrack He's, and it's not even like the soundtrack that you would expect like it wasn't like fucking uh, click click boom by saliva that you want playing the whole entire time it's like there's that's a lot a, of weird throwback yeah there's a lot of <laughs> weird shit I don't know why I think because I think that was probably in a uh, Fast and the Furious at some point I'm sure so I'm like that's the first one that came to mind because I guess it's a very driving centric movie uh, so all that good stuff. So, I uh, I want to see it too. Me and Adrian, I saw the preview. We're like, Maybe when it dies down a bit? Yeah, a little bit. Give it another week or two? Yep. All that good stuff. So, what that? Do you have any more movies that you want to talk about? or Movies, movies, movie movies. Movie news. Um, can we talk about Star Wars for a bit? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> um, we mentioned this off air before, but last year, our previews for uh, Force Awakens, I would say we nailed most of them. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple oddball ones that we were like, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, comes with the territory. But I, for the most part, I feel like we got the movie down. Yep. I wasn't disappointed. It was cool seeing it on screen. I felt like I was fucking, you know, six-year-old again, seeing the text crawl. And, and I'm probably going to fucking shit my pants over eight. But I don't know if you feel the same way. I don't even fucking know what to think about episode eight. In regards to what? Story? What the fuck is going to happen? I think... I think we both agree on the fact that Luke's gonna die. Yeah. Um, I I think that's coming, and if he doesn't in eight, he's gonna die in nine. Yeah. And I think that's a fair assumption. I I would like to see him go out the way Obi Wan did, but then you know all those fucking Star Wars haters are gonna be like, oh, this is just a repaint of Episode Five. This is garbage. Meanwhile, they complain that oh my god, nothing was different. It was all the same. And then they'll be like. Well, it was too different. It was too weird. Like, yeah. like what's what they went so, to do? So, I I think Luke's gonna die. Um, I, I fucking don't have anything else, man. Really? I literally don't. Nothing at all. I I want to see the Knights of Ren. Uh huh. Um, are they gonna show up? I don't fucking know. I think so. My thing is this. Uh, I know we saw and well, I don't think Kylo Ren's gonna be wearing the mask anymore. I think they made that abundantly clear. We didn't see him with the mask. We didn't see, in the first trailer. We in the Force Awakens trailer. We didn't see him without it. Now we see. And now we see him. Scar. Yeah, with it. So there is that. But um, I think that the Knights of I don't, what we saw about the Knights of Ren and the like the what's it called the vision that Ray had. I don't think that was the past. I think that was the future. I don't think the Knights yeah. of Ren were even a thing yet. Because they mentioned it like in like his little card, you know thing but no mention of it we'll have to wait and see man i'm um i'm actually most excited for kylo probably because i would i like a fucking he's a great villain Mm -hmm. even though he's a whiny little (laughs) shit he's the equivalent of luke on the dark side yeah but but (laughs) god damn it dude like when he threw his fucking little temper tantrums it was great yeah because you you know you got vader calm cool collect and you got this little fucking shithead who's a Trying to be a poser reader. Hmm. He shops at Hot Topic. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> I, I just think Kylo has the potential to become one of the coolest characters in this new trilogy. And that, that goes to say a lot because we've had Boba Fett. We've had Lord Vader. We've had a lot of really cool fucking characters. And I think Kylo, I think he has the potential to become 
maybe not top tier, but just right below top tier. Mm-hmm. I think his character, if they write him correctly, and he, Adam Driver clearly has the skill to pull this role True. off. True. I want to see him come to fruition. All right, real quick before we move on, um, I know you're gonna, you and I are gonna agree on this, so this is why I want to just bring it up in passing. Uh, who's a better villain, Voldemort or Darth Vader? Voldemort or Darth Vader? Voldemort or Darth Vader? I see my initial problem with Voldemort is that he was—I don't want to say he was cool because I didn't kind of, I didn't like him, but I did hate Umbridge a lot fucking more than I hated Voldemort, and Voldemort was just kind of there passing. I mean, if you look at them, they they both got the same kind of mindset. They're just trying to make the world a better place. In their own warped sense of view. And they're both chasing a kid to no, you know, end. They'll fucking hunt him down mercilessly. I, I want to say Vader. Um, Voldemort was cool, don't get me wrong. And, um... I, man, it's Vader. Are you kidding me? Because you, you, you see Anakin... And then it's like Vader, but in between there's feelings and it's weird because you're like, dude, Vader is so badass. He's calm, cool, collect. You feel for him. But then you're like, damn, Vader's kind of terrifying, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that weird. I don't know what to feel, but that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Whereas Voldemort, you're kind of like, he's the bad guy. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because there's like a serious area of contention amongst my family right now. <laughs> I, I don't want to say Voldemort is a bad villain because he's a, he's a pretty cool villain. I like him. Is he somebody I would put in my top list of villains? Um, if we're excluding anime, probably. Mm-hmm. He'd probably make top ten. Mm-hmm. Would he make top five? Yeah. Uh, Vader, though, because... Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Have you seen him? <laughs> okay, if, if you were walking down... If you were walking home late at night, which... if Okay, would you run faster if you saw Voldemort, or would you run fucking faster if you saw Vader? I, I don't know, man. If I saw a snake lizard, man, I'm, I'm fucking taking off. <laughs> either, way, either way, I'm taking off, but I don't know. Yeah, That's... but scrawny, noseless white guy, I mean, you're going to at least try to throw fists. That's true. You know, if, you, if it comes down to it, you're going to try it. Yep. Lord Vader, you're like, ah! <laughs> Lock the doors! Yeah, like I said, my sister, we, me and my sisters had an argument about it, because we are inverse in the sense of, I love Harry Potter. But I love Star Wars more. They love Star Wars is home. Yeah. Harry Potter is vacation. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, while they are, I love Star Wars, but Harry Potter is the shit. So like, we're inverse in that sense, and we had a, an argument about it. And then my sister posted it to Facebook, and then I spilled my argument out to Facebook with all her random friends. Um, so yeah, we had it was a fun little debate. You know what? I'm curious to see if this would be a gendered issue. I'm curious because I, I can tell you that you, me, Nick, and Phil are all definitely going to go Lord Vader, mm-hmm. right? That's I'm curious good, to see if we that. took like a like, hey, uh, male, female, or undisclosed, right? Would most of the females vote for Voldemort? I didn't think about that because most of the ones that did, there were some females that said Darth Vader, but as a whole, a lot of them did say Voldemort, right? I don't know. Huh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see because there. there, there's a. I will say that there is an appeal to Harry Potter that's not there for Star Wars, and I want to say it's geared towards female females because you get 
Okay, one, you get British, which is female instant yeah. panty dropper. This is true. And I, I fucking love London. It dropped my panties. <laughs> we got British schoolboys magic. It's kind of everything they're force fed. You know? Whereas Star Wars, you, like, I know we take it in as an early age. I saw my first Star Wars film when I was like five. Uh-huh. You know? And Maddie hasn't seen one until last year when I showed her four and five. You know? I'm curious to see, but she's definitely she's definitely read all the Potters and she's definitely seen all the Potters way before she saw Star Wars. My wife read all recently read all the Harry Potters. She's seen the movies prior. She enjoys the movies. However, before I met her, she was one of the people that was under the assumption that Star Wars is like a nerd thing, right? Then this bitch decides she wants to sit down and watch it on Spike TV and she's like, oh my god, this is like the greatest thing ever. I'm like, I fucking told you that. Yep. Now, honestly, I, I, I what did what did Adriana say? What do you mean, Vader or Voldemort? She's a Vader. She okay. agreed. Under the sense, and this is my my basic argument. The fundamental of my argument is this: Darth Vader took over the galaxy. Voldemort couldn't take over a school with students, and his army could not take over a school with students. And at I the end of the that. day, he was defeated by a baby <laughs> at some point in time in his existence. Yeah, man, that's- that's my thing. Uh, do what you got to. <laughs> so that's my main contention. Of, what's the word? Contention of my argument is like. I think that's fair. Yeah. So and then you know and um, you I I think Vader, you kind of see it better on a map. You know what I'm saying? Because you see the strings that Sidious pulled, mm-hmm. and you kind of see, obviously with Padme dying, yeah. his son. And Obi Wan, and you just see a lot more of that. Whereas Voldemort, he doesn't play; he he's not really humanized. They yeah. bring him back to life, and then he acts like an asshole, as most villains do. Mm-hmm. You know, my thing was like they were um, somebody in the thing in the thread of the argument said, "Well, he never had friends, it's like because nobody wanted to be his friend. It wasn't had it? Didn't wasn't a choice that he made. It was because." He, nobody wanted to be his friend. Nobody wanted to like him. Nobody wanted to to see him. Yeah, that's that's why he is the way that he is. However, Anakin Skywalker, who became Darth Vader, was a war hero, the face of the the of the Republic. Yep, the Republic Army. He was. He, he definitely wasn't some fucking street kid that nobody liked. Exactly. That's exactly. Essentially, that's what. At the end of the day, Voldemort was a kid who had mommy issues. And took that out in the world, and not to say that Darth Vader didn't have mother issues because his mother passed away. He but took it out on a whole fucking clan yeah, he, he, yeah, exactly. But that's because his mother got killed, and I think that's something that we all can relate to. If somebody kills your fucking mom, we're gonna have problems. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, my my vote is still still definitely on Vader. Yeah. Um. Obviously, we got the Potter prequels coming out. Yeah. And I do want to see that Grindelwald Voldemort interaction. Yeah. But, man, come on. Get the fuck out of here with that question. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Like I said, I knew you and I were going to agree. This is like something that I would have a conversation with my sister. It would probably be a 30, 45-minute conversation. But See, now, if you went... If you debated, like, film conspiracies, like, the whole Neville could have been the chosen one mm-hmm. versus, like, did Boba Fett burn down <laughs> the fucking... You know, if you did yeah. that, that would have been... Interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of cool theories. Yeah, keep talking. I'm gonna let my dogs out because Adrian's here. I'm gonna freak out. Yeah, man. Um, 
Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. What is there to say about Episode Eight? I, you, you're not gonna hear it from me. Yeah. Um, the predictions that we had, that momentum that we had going, is not there for this movie. At least it isn't for me. I think it's the hiatus between Revenge of the Sith and The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. But now that we're getting eight, two years from seven, I, I don't know, man. Maybe I just don't have that same momentum. Maybe I don't have that fucking surge. But I kind of just want to sit down and watch it. You know, <laughs> we could sit here and talk about it all day. And but I don't want to do that, man. I just want to fucking just put it in the back of my head until it comes up in December. Gabe uh, put it in the group chat. He's like, you know, what I just realized. I'm like, what? He's like, we're getting a fucking Star Wars movie this year. I'm like, yeah. Because okay, because that the, the behind the scenes came out. Yeah. And originally I was like, I'm not watching this. Okay. And then I couldn't fucking help myself. And I was like, oh my god, we're getting a new fucking Star Wars this year. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I agree with that. I think the wife's the wife's here, but um, yeah. So yeah, that was like I said, I just threw that conversation out there because I knew that Gabe would agree with me. So that's just for 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 the for, ah, further proving my propaganda. That Darth Vader is a better villain. Hey man, the Empire did nothing wrong. Yeah, this is true. So, uh, yeah. With that being said, I believe that's. Wait, what? That being said. We're going to move on to my the last topic that I'm going to cry over. Um, last Tuesday, if I remember correctly, I was woken up from a nap from a friend in grammar school. He sent me a Facebook message. And that Facebook was a Facebook message was an article from TMZ that says breaking. Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park passed away due to apparent suicide. Now, it's really hard to explain in words the impact that Lincoln Park has had in my life. So immediately I go to denial, right? Uh, I'm like, I don't believe it. I don't want to believe it. I need a statement from the band. I need to know what's going on. Uh, it could, you know, TMZ has gotten these things wrong before. Uh, la la la. la They're not really credible. Yeah. La la la, blah blah blah, etc. Uh, so yeah, I wait. I'm, I'm literally refreshing Twitter, like constantly. I get a phone call from my mother. My sister's already crying because she saw the news. Because again, this is something that uh, I can't uh, put a level or a weight to. Uh, how important this band was not just to me but to my sisters and to my family as a whole my sister's already crying I have to call my oldest sister because you know she's a big fan too um, so we're just waiting for confirmation uh, turns out that it was true that Chester Bennington passed away um, committed suicide all that good stuff um, I actually know confirmed it on Twitter that's how we know um it fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean, I, what, what is there more to say? I can't. Yeah. I, there's. I, there was parts of me that my my big problem. It my big thing that I did I shouldn't have done. I, is I went straight to the music because again this music has had just changed my life. It has impacted my life in ways that I can't describe. Man, it influenced the whole fucking generation. Yeah, it did. Um, and I cried like a bitch. I was crying my eyeballs out. I could not take it. Um. And there's a lot, it's very hard. Like I said, it's very hard for me to talk about it because it's almost, Lincoln Park is one of those bands that you just imagine going forever. Like Metallica, like the Rolling Stones. They're just going to go forever until... They're going to go until they're fucking 70 and can't hit yeah. the fucking drums anymore. They can't, until they can't anymore. There's one of those bands that you just, you know, you assume because they've been around for so long. All that good stuff. 
Um, and it, it's a weird feeling because you know that like Metallica is going to be around. They just dropped an album. Yeah. But like you said, man, I think besides maybe a tribute tour, this is the end of the line. Probably the end of the line. And it's it's weird. It's weird knowing they're not going to be there. That's the okay. That's the weird part. Yeah. Uh, I never. I did not picture me bringing my daughter into this world without Park with, without Lincoln Park. And obviously they'll still be there. You know, they're still going to play them. It could be a little bit harder. I'm not going to be able to listen to songs the same way that I used to because obviously it's same way after the same way that Cornell after Cornell died. You're not going to be able to listen to it the same way because you know that he's gone. And that's again that's two top tier godlike vocalist that we've lost in less than, um, less than three months. So Cornell left us on Dio's birthday, mm-hmm. and then Bennington left us right, on Chris's Cornell's birthday. Yeah, which is um, conspiracy on its own. Yeah, it sucks. Um, I know for for you metal kids, I know you fucking hear it at every metal show you go to, but if you got issues, man, speak up. Yeah, because keeping that shit inside is not gonna do you any good, man. I promise. There's people out there that give a shit about you, mm-hmm. and clearly, if a fucking S tier rock star like Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell, if they had fucking issues, you know, don't exclude yourself. Yeah. If and, and I, I told this to my sisters, and like, it's, it's, I find it really hard to believe that a man. Obviously, because I'm not in his shoes. You know, he's gone through some stuff, obviously. Right. Um, that a man was as talented as he was, had as many kids as he did. He had six children. Six. Two wives? Two wives, yeah. Um, six children. A member of one of the biggest bands on the planet. Married to a smoking hot, beautiful wife. If that guy has a hard time finding happiness, then how do the rest of us have a chance? You know what I'm saying? It's hard. It's, it's weird, man. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, it's really fucking existential. Yeah. And, um, I can't say enough wonderful things about the guy. Um, if you guys, if somebody knew, saw me on Facebook, I was just a nonstop constant tribute to him and the, the impact that he's had on my life and the impact that he's had on my family. And, uh, bummer that my sisters actually had tickets to go see him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope they get the refund. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So a week before his tour broke, you know, his tour started, he, you know, Obviously, the tragedy that happened with him. And as far as Lincoln Park in the future, I'm with you. I see maybe, maybe a, t- a tribute tour where they bring out his friends to do his parts. You, you know, you know what would, what does suck, is that Cornell could have probably done Bennington's parts. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna probably that's probably gonna end up happening. Uh, I know a lot of guys in, in the scene that came up with them. At the same time that we're affected by it, Corn, Slipknot, Corey Taylor. It was we, we grew up with those bands. Yeah, I, our generation definitely was the forefront of that whole movement, mm-hmm. especially with you know metal not being widely accepted at that point, mm-hmm. at least the new evolution of metal. And it's weird to see that Lincoln Park is the first out of the you know the biggies to go, mm-hmm. and it fucking blows. Mm-hmm. So. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. Rest in peace, Chester Bennington. Uh, life won't be quite the same without him. And but, uh, uh, let's not remember him for his death, but let's remember him for what he did in his life. And he brought some fucking sick, some sick tunes to the planet. And uh, I haven't listened to his new album yet with the, the new Lincoln Park album, and now I'm kind of afraid to because Lord knows what's in there that 
you could take it into a double. It's camp. like the architect's album, yeah. man. You, yeah, exactly. You, you see it, and I I love that dude Tom from the Architects. I think he was a fantastic musician, and his music is great, and I love his band. But Chester, Chester Bennington, Lincoln Park, yeah. it's much more profound impact on me as a person. Ooh, in your face. Um, so, like I said, rest in peace, Chester Bennington. I miss you, bro. Thank you for everything that you've given me. You gave me a voice when I didn't have one, and I appreciate it for everything that you did. With that said, I'm going to try not to end the show on a bummer, on a down note, but that's life sometimes. Sometimes you get the down note. Sometimes you get the minor keys instead of the majors. But it is what it is. Yep. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, check us out. Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter. We have a Tumblr now? I think we've had one. We've had one for a while. <laughs> I just, yeah. Uh, all that good stuff. You guys know where to find Gabe. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the second City Kids. <laughs> yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week, if not next month. Uh, cool. Cool. Oh, Vanna next month. Vanna next month. We'll, we'll probably do a recap show of that, I imagine. And all that good stuff. With that said, deuces. See you guys around. And if you guys are at Vanna, I'm probably going to be crying. He's going to be the one flipping motherfuckers over. <laughs> I'll be one either Hitting one last time. Either doing that or crying in a corner somewhere. But... Crying when digging comes on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Until then... We'll see you guys. Deuces.